For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, Jets fans. The Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett is back on this Thursday, last Thursday in July. Jets training camp is underway. And I, someone's missing from camp. I can't uh, think of his name. Maybe Wayne could help me out pretty soon. But that's obviously the huge story in Jets land. It's everything everybody always wants to talk about right now. And it should be a big story because to start off this way, without the quarterback, without your new face of the franchise, is a tough look. Uh, Wayne, what's going on? Oh, good. It's been a couple of weeks since we've done a podcast so it's good to be back you know a lot more to talk about now at camp starting so looking forward to uh some great shows coming up yeah i can't wait till after the games to get the wanker bit breakdown of certain plays yeah i'd love yeah. to break down the film to think yeah. uh fans will get a great uh, idea with my perspective so uh you know a lot of that to go on this year yeah we're gonna dig into the film as you guys you know you listen to the podcast or you watch it on youtube you know, there's going to be a lot of visuals to go along with it. It'll always work with just podcast, just audio, but the visuals will be nice too. And getting Wayne's perspective on certain things, certain football specific stuff is going to be a nice goal of ours. Uh, the Underdog Jets podcast is brought to you by Bet Online as part of the Believe Podcast Network. July is underway, although we're towards the end of July, so it's late July. And it's a great month for sports, nonetheless. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. With the NBA Finals ending, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. And the MLB in the second half of the season, there's plenty of betting action to get involved in. If you're a football better, there are tons of futures and props you can wager on as well. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over 
to bet online and start playing today. And obviously that light last line will disclude the NBA and NHL still have baseball, but the NFL is starting up again as well. One more sponsor. This is Canadips. You've heard them before on other shows from the hills of Humboldt County, California, our friends at Canada, Canadips CBD, the nation's leading tobacco and nicotine free dip alternative with CBD are excited to present the game of the year. Canadip CBD is a fast acting and innovative way to consume CBD that works and tastes great and won't make you play sneak a chew with the wife during football season. I never, never done that myself. The game of the year is one winner chosen by August 31st. Entry is easy. Head to canadipscbd.com, canadipscbd.com, and click the link or visit Canadip's main Instagram and look for the blue check mark. One winner will be chosen and can bring a plus one to any regular season NFL game. Airfare for two with luxury hotel lodging, great seats for the game. You could also check out uh, Jets X Factor's Twitter. My Twitter, once you hear the show, we'll have it on the near the top of the page in the timeline. That's right, Canadips is nothing, is randomly choosing one lucky winner for the fan experience of a lifetime. So head to canadipscbd.com and enter. Or go to the official Canadips Instagram and type it all the way out to find the blue check account. Be the winner and enjoy seeing Brady visit New England for a final showdown or whatever the, your game of the year is. And a lot of Jets fans listening to this, I don't know if they'll choose Brady, but hey, one regular season game with a plus one, that's not a bad deal. No, can't beat that, man. Right. So Jets training camp is underway. Wayne, we were discussing it a little bit prior. All the news is about Zach Wilson and deservedly so. I mean, back in the day, We've discussed it prior. Before 2011, contract negotiations with rookies were a lot different. Even before guys were drafted, a lot of organizations had to negotiate, sort of negotiate, sort of understand understand the framework for how or if the guy would sign with the team. Not anymore. With the new um, collective bargaining agreement, 2011, post-Sam Bradford, it's slotted. So right now, with Zach Wilson in California, not at camp, It's about offset language in in the contract, which means if he gets cut before the duration of his first five years, his his rookie year contract and signs with another team, the Jets could recoup that money. And it's about the timing of the signing bonus is what everyone believes. That's not official, but that's what everyone believes. So understandably, Jets fans are upset. And and Wayne, do, do you think they have a gripe here? Yeah. Um, you know, yes and no, you know, as a player, you know, as a fan, you know, the anticipation of having him come to camp and, uh, you know, people getting a chance to see him in person and what he's done. I know he did great in the OTAs, but as a player and a former player, you never count someone else's money. That's, that's like a unwritten rule in the locker room. You don't count someone else's money, worry about what they're making or how they're getting, getting it. So that's his business. You know, I know he's just trying to protect his, his family and himself. So hopefully they sort it out tonight and he's, you know, he's there tomorrow. I'm sure he's in town. So it's tough. You know, Jeff fan want to see him, but he'll be there soon enough. Yeah. I said, California, there's no guarantees in California right now Uh, on social media. He posted that he was in California uh, yesterday and two days ago, but 
like you said, he's probably in town uh, waiting. The other bit of news is ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that the Jets will work out veteran quarterbacks Josh Johnson. He played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, for some years. And Sean Mannion of Oregon State. I don't know what to think of this other than it's another body. Um, you know, bluffing technique, uh, negotiation in terms of the negotiations. I doubt it. Zach Wilson has nothing to be fearful, fearful of, but it'll certainly be news that fans, you know, consume and worry about that much more. Yeah. It's not a threatening thing. I mean, they need uh, arms in in camp. You can't have three quarterbacks or two right now. You can't have three quarterbacks doing all the throws. You need a fourth guy. You need a veteran. You know, some people say he doesn't need a veteran, but you know, having a veteran that's been in the league for a long time can't do anything but help Zach when he gets to camp uh and you know I say something has happened you know and you got to have guys who have some experience and the backups we have right now do not have that so you know a little stressful but uh like I said hopefully that guys uh get released during camp some backup quarterbacks I know Nick Foles is out there so hopefully they find someone soon yeah I haven't heard much about Nick Foles recently um you think that would be a good move huh yeah, I think he did a good job with Carson Wentz. And look what happens. You know, injuries happen and he goes in there and wins the Super Bowl. So you never know what's going to happen, but you can't have, uh, th- like I said, three arms and they got to have at least four arms in camp. It's a lot of passes to be thrown. Yeah, right now it looks like Mike White was receiving the first team reps. And listen, from what I saw when I was there last year, Mike White had a really good training camp. Uh, it wasn't anything that... Um, you know, it was all world, but it was really solid. Right. Uh, he and Lawrence Cager especially really hooked up a lot of times in the back corner of the end zone and the red zone. So, I mean, maybe he could improve upon that. Uh, but you're right. You can't go in with just two arms. There's got to be more guys. Yeah. So, like I said, at least four quarterbacks. So, we'll see. Like you said, I won't be, you know, too uh, too scared about it. He's coming to camp. He'll be, he'll be all right. There's a lot of training camp to go. There's preseason games, so he'll be fine to that. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, let's touch on this really quickly. Uh, Greg Knapp, the Greg Knapp news. I think it was a Woody Johnson Twitter tweet where he showed us there would be a a GN patch on the back of the helmet all year in in honor of Greg Knapp. Right. You know, he was a beloved longtime NFL coach, and a lot of guys spoke out once the news hit that he had passed on. Um, have you, Wayne, come across Greg Knapp? And what, what did you think about the whole thing that went down? Uh, you know, I never met him. I know he's been in the league a long, long time. Actually, it's a GK that's going to be on their helmet. Knapp what did is, I uh, say? GN. GN, so yeah. GK is going to be silent on The silent K got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only know that because I Googled it as he said it. I was like, I thought it was GK. <laughs> Whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't know the guy. Just reading about his, you know, the, the, how many years he's been in the league, how many teams he's been with, and the success is one thing. But as a human being, it seems like he was very well liked. Um, you know, great guy, great family man. So it's a it's a tragedy, man, that something like that happens. So you know, glad they're uh, you know thinking about him, and hopefully his family's doing great. You know, and dealing with it. Yeah. So I mean, it, it was an interesting setup too. Rob Calabrese is also there. He was the quarterback's coach. Knapp was the, I forget what his exact title was, but the he was passing, kind of, assi- passing 
coordinator. coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. He was the past game coordinator. So he was kind of, you know, he had his hands in everything quarterbacks. He and Rob Calabrese would attack the quarterback position together. Right. So, you know, from a football perspective, Rob Calabrese is still there, which is good. He's a young coach. Uh, he, he's really by all accounts on the come up. He's really on the rise. Right. Broke a lot of records in Long Island as a high schooler, broke a lot of boomers records on Long Island as a high schooler. But yeah, this, it was just terrible news and, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, I've heard just such great things about him, you know, from people in the league, people out of the league, players, former players, former coaches. So, uh, like you said, hopefully his family's all right. And, and speaking of the first team quarterbacks, it wasn't a surprise to hear or see that the first team trio of wide receivers, Wayne's position here, we're always going to talk wide receivers, always, was the veterans. It was Crowder. It was Corey Davis. It was Keelan Cole. Mims, Elijah Moore, who I think the world of, and Berrios were the second team. Obviously, they're going to rotate during training camp. But to me, it's not a surprise to see the veterans get the first nod on the first day, and then you rotate and you see what happens from on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. You know, let those younger guys kind of ease into it. But they, you know, they put a lot of money into to Cole and, and Davis. So they got to put them out there. You know, Crowder, you know, he took a pay cut at the geek, cut his salary in half to stay there. So I'm sure, um, you know, they expect to use him a lot. But those three are great. It's a great, you know, trio. But I think more at some point, probably like get more reps in there. But, uh, you know, there's six good guys he got to, to, to pick from. And I know they uh, passed the ball a lot. So, uh, you know, a lot of great options. Yeah. Six, you can't ask for more. I mean, if you're six deep at the receiver position, right. you're, you're feeling pretty good. And I think the only question guys. now. Yeah. You got some young guys, free agents and, uh, you know, undrafted guys who like maybe not line fillers, but uh, can show up and maybe make a practice squad or something like that. Yeah. I think the only question now is if you keep six or do you keep seven? Well, yeah. the seventh guy has to play, you know, two of them have to play special teams. So, uh, you know, more will be a returner. And then the seventh guy would have to be, you know, gunner or something like that running down on kickoffs. And it might be tough to keep seven because Justin Hardy, uh, you know, we all think he's going to make it and he's a cornerback officially, but how much corner will he actually play? You know, he's well, a special yeah. teams ace. It's more likely to keep more corners, defensive players than, uh, that offensive players for special teams, especially with the numbers they have at corner too. And the uncertainty, you know, the other thing is Steven Nelson, the guy, he he always grades well at PFF, which is a lot of analytics. People like him. He finally signed with a team. It was the Philadelphia Eagles earlier in the week. And a lot of Jets fans felt that it was a missed opportunity. I kind of take it from this perspective I think for Douglas to sign Nelson, he has to be absolutely certain that Nelson is better than all the, these young guys' ceilings at the end of the year. Is he that much better than Bryce Hall by the time we get to the end of the year? Or Pinnock or Dunn or Eccles? That's the question. Because if it's close, I don't know if you do that. Because then you take away the opportunity. You take away the potential of those guys. How did you view that Um Nelson signing with Philly and the Jets either not interested or, or not getting it done. I don't know. I think they're comfortable from OTAs with the young guys getting all the reps. But I'm looking, I just Googled Xavier Howard once out of yes. Miami. 
all pro corner. I'm looking to sign. He signed a five year, $75 million contract. If anybody can afford to have this guy or a trade for him or whatever it can be, it, 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 I don't know if it's an option, but to have a guy like that, you know, come up in the, you know, for a trade, I don't know what you have to give up, but uh, that could be something right there. You get a guy like that, a veteran, you know, that kind of talent. So it's a pipe dream, but the guys they got right there right now are, are doing a good job, but uh, hopefully they can bring in one more veteran. I would say this, you know, Miami, you would never think Miami and the Jets would pull off a deal, right? But if anyone would, it's that GM in Miami. He is never afraid to make a deal. I mean, evidence, evidence based on what happened in this last draft. You know, he traded down, then he traded back up. You know, rarely does that happen. So like right. you said, is it a pipe dream? Probably. Right. But if anyone would do it, don't don't count out Greer in Miami. Yeah. And some guys are going to get released to be salary cap casualties in, yeah. uh, in camps. So uh, and they'll be in shape from being in camp with another team. So those guys could count on step right in. Right. Um, what else happened today? Salah. I think it was uh, he confirmed that 90 percent of the player roster is vaccinated. Yeah. He said is, above that, above average in the, in the league on guys that are vaccinated. He said above average. And then I think he also threw a number out there, but let's, I'm not going to spread misinformation if I don't know for sure. Right. So, I mean, I guess that's, that's good news because the other big news of the week, uh, or maybe it was last week, you saw it where the NFL, they didn't mandate vaccinations but they really highly incentivized it where if a team can't play because of an outbreak that originates from an unvaccinated player, they forfeit the game. And in the NFL, when the word forfeit pops up, it's a mad scramble. Yeah. It's uh, I don't get to the politics of stuff. You know, I know some people are vaccinated, some who aren't. Uh, I am, you know, any of my family is, and actually my son has to be to go back to college. Uh, so there's nothing, you know, no, no, no option there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, like I said, I know the coach of Washington came out and said that he was disappointed in how low, you know, the, the amount of the guys had the vaccination there, but teach his own, you know, I don't blame each other, blame anybody either way, but you know, when you put that kind of pressure on, you know, to get a four for games or lose 15,000 a day or something like that, maybe makes you think twice, but you know, if they don't want to, that's that's their choice. You know, you can't uh, you can't blame them for it. Yeah, I am as well, and and I completely understand it. I mean, you know, like you said, we we will never get into politics. Right. We just won't. Only if it's connected to the league, to the Jets, in some manner, and we'll briefly right. touch on it. Right. Um, but yeah, right. Choice choice is the ultimate uh, word. Yeah. But to highly incentivize it, you know, I understand where the NFL is coming from. Right. Um. Yeah. And uh, George Fant, he went on the COVID list. A couple of other little notes. George Fant went on the COVID list. Uh, Foley Fatakasi and Marcus May were lifted off. And Ashton Davis and May and Fatakasi were activated, not lifted, lifted off the COVID list, but they were activated. And Ashton Davis and Vinnie Curry are expected to be out until week two. Let's uh, let's talk about Marcus May. What is what is the word there? Are they looking to sign him after the season or this this is going to be his last year there? It's interesting. I mean, what could he do right now? He and his agent have been very vocal. They want that long term deal. But, you know, Joe Douglas, he 
the unfortunate thing for a lot of these guys is not all positions are created equal. The salary cap makes it so. And, you know, if it was up to Joe Douglas and the Johnsons, they would want to pay everyone as much as they possibly could. But unfortunately, that's not the way it works with the salary cap. You're limited. You're hamstrung. So I don't know what May could do. I mean, your guess is as good as mine right now, to be honest. Yeah, um, it's tough. You know, he's one of the standouts last year. Um, definitely a leader in the secondary. But I trust what Joe Douglas is doing. He's got an idea on how he wants things laid out, you know, for the next couple of years. And, you know, if he, he wants to save the money for something else, that's fine. But like I said, safety is not the kind of position that commands, you know, that much money. I know Jamal Adams hasn't even signed in Seattle yet. You know, they okay. traded all that stuff for him and he's not going to sign there. It's just the position where they want more than teams are willing to give. So uh, hopefully uh, we find a way to keep them. But if not, like I said, I trust what Joe Douglas is doing. And, and interestingly, because of Adams, I think a lot of people thought they might uh, go past the point of what they normally would, talking about Joe Douglas, to kind of make up for it in a way. Right. But Joe Douglas didn't do that. He sticks to his principles in terms of dollar and cents, dollars right. and cents. So I guess that's a good standpoint when you think about it, that he doesn't operate from an emotional standpoint. Right. But at the same time, you know, if the Jets roster was a little further along in the process... I do think he'd be signed already. Right. Well, they could do the same thing next year, right? Franchise a guy? They could, yes. All right. So there's Two. options. So there's options. He might still be there at the end of the year. There's still options. True. He might still be there. And, you know, you understand it from May's point of view, too, because he came into the league at age 24, not age 22. Gotcha. And that's really that really hurts you in the right. long run because you're two years older than all the other free agents at 28. You really want to get paid now. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. All right. And last up on the docket for this return episode, the giveaway, we teased it the last time we were on. It's a signed autographed mini helmet, Wayne Corbett personalized mini helmet. And we're going to give it away next Thursday. We're going to lay down the guidelines right now. Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, when you hear this podcast, go to Wayne Corbett's Twitter at Wayne Corbett or is it at Wayne J. Corbett? I always get your, your Twitter and your Instagram mixed up. It's at Wayne Corbett. At Wayne Corbett on yeah. Twitter. And there will be a tweet outlining the guidelines, retweet it, like it, and reply or quote retweet with the best your best Wayne Corbett story. It could be anything. Um, and we'll pick one winner, give it away with our favorite, with Wayne's favorite story with the quote retweet or the reply. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a lot of giveaways and I picked this helmet first because whenever I post a picture on uh, social media, wearing the old uniform, people are like, tell what you do, bring it back. Love that uniform. Yeah. I love it too. So uh, yeah, I want to give this away personalize it to you. So come up with a great story. Maybe we've met, maybe something you've seen at a game and uh, you know, I'll pick the best one. Like I said, we're going to do this a lot. So uh, hopefully this first one goes great. And folks for the folks not listening on or watching on YouTube, just listening. It's the 1980s, early nineties, Ke Kelly green helmet, Kelly green classic, everyone er, classic. Everyone wants to see so much. So you can't miss this one because it's the uniform. Everyone craves. 
And the Titans uniform, too. There's been a lot of chatter about that, too, by the way. Yeah. Did you see any of that? I know they're doing, like, alternative jerseys and throwbacks, but uh, I never got a chance to play in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have. They made a jersey for me with the old the old throwback. It looks weird on a blue jersey scene, Corbett. But, uh, yeah, if they bring it back, it would be great. Yeah, the Titans. Someone did a poll recently, uh, one of the Jets X Factor guys, knowing that it's one of the more polarizing topics in Jets land. Okay. Do you hate or love the Titans uniform? And there were like 4,000 votes and it was 50% down the board for each. Ah, it's good to mix it up a little bit though during the season. Yeah, it's good. You, you get those memories of Rex Ryan and Sanchez and Revis. That's right. always good. Um, the Underdog Jets podcast is always brought to you by Bet Online. Wayne, any final thoughts? No. You know, first day of camp, you know, kind of uh, uneventful, except for Zach not being there. But uh, hopefully the next time we talk, uh, he'll be in camp and everything will be going smoothly. Yep, we shall see. Um, We'll talk to you guys next time. Have a good night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.